so much for coming on here with me. Like I've been looking forward to this recording. I feel like I say that every time, but I've really have been looking <laughs> forward to this recording. Um, and I've been, you know, following all the things that you've been doing and just trying to taking notes. And I feel like my inner entrepreneur is starting to rise up a little bit more. Yes. And I've seen that you're posting on TikTok. So I'm so proud of you. And I've been looking forward to this just as much. So I, I can't wait to record our, epi- our episode for my podcast after this too. Oh, you've noticed? Yes. <laughs> I'm watching you. <laughs> no, after I got off the phone and like we did our initial conversation, um, I was telling like, I was telling Wyatt all about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like she does everything. I just, I feel like I have to catch up or, you know, I just feel this like motivation. So I guess without further ado, let's introduce you. Yay. All right. Hello, I'm Anna, the Slutrepreneur. Some of you might know me as Rebecca Blue on TikTok. And I'm just basically a slut turned CEO who's still a slut. And I own a few e-commerce businesses, I do YouTube. I have a podcast called The Slutrepreneur Podcast, and I recently started OnlyFans, and I had no idea the support I would receive on it. So now I am basically teaching all the little baby sluts how to run their accounts so we can all make some money and make the world go round. Yeah, and I think I was downgraded to a baby slut because I tried <laughs> like doing the feet pics. And there were two parts of that story. So I tried on Twitter because, you know, all you have to do is like type in a couple hashtags, but I never tweet. So mm-hmm. I, for some reason, thought that the only way that people see your tweets are is are if like you're not replying to anybody else. So I just went through a bunch of people and like replied to them. I was like, hey, I'm a cute ABG looking to sell feet pics for daddy. And then I realized everyone like my whole entire Twitter following which is 93 people uh, could see this so I had yeah. to go through and delete them well why didn't you think about direct messaging them yeah I did that but I think Twitter has this new thing even if you're following somebody unless there's like the mutual following you can't do that mm-hmm. and then I even did Omegle because I did listen to a part of it mm-hmm. a part of your Sludgepreneur one and that wasn't was just little uh, kind of weird, and also yeah. you're right, it is a numbers game, and I didn't have the time or patience for that shit. So, well, I completely agree. If I were to start in the game now, the market's definitely a little more saturated, mm-hmm. and it definitely caters to the caters to those who have time. So when mm-hmm. I had a DUI and didn't have a job, all I had was time at home. So <laughs> I was very motivated to use every single outsource, and I think or resource, not outsource. But, um, you know, I knew I had that advantage of patience. And Mm -hmm. that's what we see a lot on TikTok is these creators showing how much money they're making and how easy it is to use your feet to take pictures, but they aren't explaining that A, they have a large following or B, they have time and patience and an abundance of it. Yeah. And I feel like those small tips and tricks are what of course, you know, the general public, the general hopeful sluts are lacking Mm -hmm. and that, you know, you've been able to capitalize on and Mm -hmm. also just give away this free advice on on your TikTok and everything else. So I think that's really awesome, especially coming from the sex industry and, you know, noticing Mm -hmm. or knowing that it took 
years to get to this point. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, like she has all this success. And I just, you know, I just started feeling a little overwhelmed um, in general mm-hmm. with, you know, comparing whether it's financial success or just where somebody's at in their life. Um, and then I realized, you know what, it's been a little over a month, maybe now too. like things are just getting started. Things take time. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be somebody coming after you or there's always someone coming before you. Well, that's a really good point. And what separated me when I started was that I didn't have a mentor. I didn't know what I was doing. So every day was a new opportunity of excitement. And I think having really low expectations, it made me a little bit naive, but it also made all of those little wins that much more exciting. So I think if you're starting from the bottom and you see someone that's so far away from you, as as you see as success, you immediately become disappointed because you're not reaching those heights quite yet. So I think you have to be realistic. And the moment you desire something, you're ultimately um, attracting unhappiness because if you're desiring something, you are not really appreciating what you have at this very moment. So I think it's important to kind of manifest the success and opportunities, but also work on what you can control, which is the now. And even when you become successful and you reach those heights of, oh my God, I just sold a, f- a foot pick for a hundred dollars. Is that really going to be success to you? Is you know, what level of happiness and income is success? Is it a million dollars? Is it $10 million? So it's, there's a lot you start to figure out about money, happiness, and goals in general in this weird uh, occupation. <laughs> Sorry, that was a mouthful, man. <laughs> no, I, I, le- I wasn't sure. I wasn't thinking we would go like the motivational route, but I think the past few weeks, I've really just been feeling like, this kind of pulling of, you know, Mm -hmm. feeling like I am not doing enough or whatever, but also trying to balance it out with like, no, you're okay, wherever you're at, uh, that type of thing. So maybe that's the lesson in all of it. Maybe that's why you're being drawn in that direction so much. Maybe that's kind of what the importance of it is, is like, okay, what am I doing now? What can I what are the small milestones that I can celebrate? Yeah. So I want to hear a little bit about kind of your path to, you know, starting in the sex industry and then also working your way into all the different avenues that and like ventures that you're doing now. I think that'd be really cool to hear. Cool. Well, I mean, what do you want to talk about? I mean, stripping, webcamming, those were kind of the two core um, starts that kind of stemmed to where I am now. But that wasn't necessarily like the eBay and the Etsy stuff. They were always like Mm -hmm. intertwined. It was like two paths walking side by side, learning from each one. But um, before all of that, like I said earlier, I simply was 17. I got a DUI. I was just a girl who got in a lot of trouble and had a huge appreciation for my own sexuality, which ultimately led me to the strip club. Mm -hmm. And that's where you learn about marketing as being a stripper and building a thick skin and really, um, you know, I wish, I always say, I wish that every girl could be a stripper for a day or a week because you just, it teaches you things that school and life never could. I did work at a strip club for one day. That's funny that you mentioned (laughs) that 
but I was a waitress because I wasn't quite sure. Like I wanted to dip my toe in, but not, you know, submerge fully. Um, Also, I'd never touched a pole in my goddamn life. So um, I did that. And it was very interesting to see how, yeah, the women, it was like the ultimate form of marketing Mm -hmm. and, you know, how some people did better than others. But also it really broke down the kind of like the beauty standards that you typically see. And I saw this in Amsterdam also, you know, when you go through the red light district and you get to see all the, you know, prostitutes on display in the glass windows, which, you know, are their stores, whatever it is, but uh, you literally have all different types of women. I think a lot of people assume that strippers are, you know, super good looking, either they're plastic or whatever, but there are a lot of, there were some heavier ones. There Mm -hmm. were some you know, not so traditionally beautiful ones Mm -hmm. because everybody has a kink. Yeah. That's like square one of what people think that it takes to even be on OnlyFans that you have to be a perfect 10. And Mm -hmm. again, it caters to the patient. It caters to the motivated. It caters to those who have a personality and there is a fetish for so many things. It doesn't even have to be the way you look. I mean, we talk about it on TikTok all the time about selling these weird things on the internet, whether it's toenail clippings or your hair. I mean, that doesn't even involve really what you look like to a, to a sense. Um, so really, I, like you said, I think it opens a door to navigating your worth at the strip club and also experiencing what a low quality client and a high quality client is and really how to bag that sale, which is e-commerce. <laughs> so did you have any reservations or like mental, I guess, inner battles when it came to, okay, well, whether in the strip club or uh, on OnlyFans or camming, you know, mm-hmm. somebody seeing my body and they could use it against me? That's a great question. I think my struggle was always giving too much and not knowing my worth because now I see how like just that sexual imp- like empowerment that I have and it's it's that like goddess energy energy you know you can really be whoever you want to be and I just kept going from like I kept leveling up and not even realizing it so if I were to go back I would have just charged more for dances charged more for my time in general I'm such an empath I would sit there with a client for hours just talking to them And Mm -hmm. you should be tipping a dancer, even if they're just talking to you, you know, it's their time. But when it came to like virtual stripping, webcamming, I faced a lot of negativity in the live chat because people are a lot more confident to criticize you at the strip club. They'll just say, oh, no, I don't want to dance. And you're like, okay, you know, and you move on. But when you're sitting in your room and you have a drink or two and people are just criticizing every pore on your skin I mean Mm. it's hard to take it to a certain extent especially if there's 200 people in there um coming in there to talk to you about religion and you know how your pussy looks it's it's exhausting uh so I got to you know there were days where I'd have to turn off the camera and go cry and purge out those emotions so I wouldn't necessarily call it a weakness because you're human and you're supposed to experience emotions. Every emotion you have is valid, but it was tough for me to just be, to just let things slide. And it still is tough for me, but that's me. And that's what makes me special. So that, that was probably the hardest thing I'd say. Okay. Cause like when I even 
the reason why I went with a podcast is um, because I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll do an OnlyFans, maybe I'll do, like, I don't know about YouTube. And Mm -hmm. it really broke down to, I don't want, I'm very bold, but at the same time, you know, everybody does have their level and their threshold of criticism that they're willing to take. And I felt like YouTube or any place where there's a lot of or maybe even TikTok, like people come for you so quick, especially in this cancel culture and everything like that. And then also with the OnlyFans, not only is it that your potentially your body is getting um, criticized, but then, you know, what if I want to get a job? Like, what if my uh, employers see this? Um, and even though the world is progressing in accepting sexuality, obviously we're not entirely there. And the people... Mm-hmm in the business world, which a lot of, I'm sure a lot of listeners are going that traditional route of the corporate ladder or just something where professionalism is seen as having clothes on, um, doing something that's a little bit more risky is of course a big deterrent. Yeah. I mean, having a normal job, we call them square jobs sometimes and having an, an OnlyFans, I mean, I couldn't imagine the hardship. And that's a question I get a lot is how do you balance the two? How do you stay anonymous? And honestly, like I have a few ideas, but I don't fucking know. Cause I, that's not my experience. Mm-hmm. I feel like I really liked how on, you know, your TikTok, you all, I mean, all of your avenues, you seem to have a quite a large following, but it doesn't seem that it seems like kind of separate in a sense uh, because you have, you know, your TikTok is under one name and then your slutrepreneur. Uh, I think you you use your first name, yeah. Um, I yeah. listen to. So you use your first name, but not all the time people are tying those two together. And I think because of all the value that you bring in in these different aspects, nobody's focusing mm-hmm. on the name. No one's focusing like super hard on the identity in a negative way. They're just focusing on the content and the experience that you bring. Well, thank you. And I'm kind of, I don't want to be labeled as one person when I, there's so many facets of me. And like, just like you said, I don't want the focus to be on my brand. I want it to be on the content. And I think we can all agree. It's a whole lot. Don't let spring cleaning fool you. There's always space to add a little extra something in the bedroom. And it's no secret that consuming a little THC can help set the mood. However, getting that right strain and dosage can be difficult. That's why we're thankful for today's sponsor, Vaya. Vaya has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. We're talking about pairing aphrodisiac herbs with a mild amount of THC. Their best-selling High Love gummy will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. Vaya also offers a wide array of other gummies with and without THC. And the best part? Vaya legally ships to all 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. No medical card required. So if you're 21 and up, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning dreams, THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code. Try Vaya Hemp with code goddess at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. So when I take out a new toy from my collection and I'm having some some, you know, self-love time, 
I like to really elevate the mood with high love. When I'm getting aroused, my blood flow is already peaking and the gummies just totally enhance my sensations to the next level. Sometimes after a long day of work, it's just hard to relax, especially if I can't mentally get there. And I feel like us girlies really need to mentally stimulate ourselves when we're trying to orgasm. So personally, chewing a little gummy like high love sets me in such a mellow, relaxed mood that I can actually focus and enjoy myself and have a well-deserved experience. I also really like that the products range from two milligrams to 50 milligrams. Look, I always share my party favors with my friends and some of them just can't hang all the way sometimes. So I like the low dose so that they can still get a mild effect, especially if you or their body just isn't really accustomed to the ingredients just yet. So I love that you can kind of microdose or enjoy more of the potent effects. So let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dreams gummies. 21 and up only. And that is viahemp.com, V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and use code goddess at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. Now back to the show easier to be yourself when you have a mask on and whether that's you know speaking into a microphone and people not seeing you or having a different name at the strip club I've always been able to feel more empowered in that way and as I grow up and layers continue to shed I continue to evolve and I don't want to just be Anna forever I want to keep going and shedding and growing and if there's a different name attached to that so be it and you know, who knows what kind of pressure point this will all lead up to. Maybe it will lead up to some extraordinary goddess name. But for right now, I'm I'm just still figuring it out. I don't want to put myself in a box, whether that's with a name, I guess. Yeah, no, that's a, I think that's a really interesting way to put it. Um, let me think. I feel like we had a little bit of a list. I know uh, we had an outline. <laughs> we d- Every time I have an outline, it's fucked. Yeah, it's fuck the outline. Well, how okay, so you said did you try an OnlyFans? No, I did not try an OnlyFans yet. Um, if anything, it was just, you know, that sad attempt at like the feet pictures. And I've tried it a few times. Like I made an Instagram over a year ago and I'm pretty sure I named it like some white bitch name, like Katie Marie 10. I'm pretty sure you can still find it on Instagram. I don't know where it is, but after like a day of putting in what I thought was hard work, I was like, uh this is just too much. Like, it's not even worth it. And, um, yeah, I've been day? saying, just yeah, a day? well, it was more than that, but I just got <laughs> exasperated. Like I need to work on patience, but actually I was looking on, um, you know, as I've joined TikTok and have been seeing this, like I refused to download the app until when we had spoken, but, yeah. um, I see a lot of these TikTokers who are entrepreneurs and, you know, it's a lot of this, oh, well, I went and made like sec, uh, like I make six figures, seven figures doing all this stuff. And I was, I made a little stitch of one mm-hmm. of this guy being like, yeah, I make six figures. And I was like, bro, I can't even sell my body successfully online. Like, I don't know how these people are making all this money. 
Yeah. And it's, it, that's a great question. So when people say, how do you get clients? You know, I could give them all the websites to start, you know, posting feet stuff and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I have built clients for years. So when mm-hmm. I'm have feet pictures to sell, I'm not posting the pictures to sell. It's usually someone reaching out to me via email saying, Hey, I, you know, I want X, Y, Z, and here's my menu. So that's what, again, that's not, or that's something that people aren't expressing on TikTok. And Mm -hmm. if anything, do not commit your whole life to this new avenue of work. I totally promote using this as a side hustle, putting a little bit of time into it every day and making it fun. So it's not so serious, but that way you can make your safety blanket of money and then also slowly build uh, clientele. And, you know, just like we talked about, Rome wasn't built in a day. And I'm trying to think of a job where you do have to start from the ground up and stay really invested. Like we said, with the small little victories And like, you know, how really can you avoid that disappointment? And maybe that is the problem, the the weakness in general is not being patient or not putting the effort of it being a numbers game. Yeah, I don't know. I feel with uh, social media that, of course, it's really great seeing all these motivational things. But when is it my big question, I think of my Mm -hmm. 20s is when is it too much? You know, when is it that? People are becoming almost too overwhelmed with this need to succeed or this need to do one thing or the other. And it's really hindering them from succeeding in the way that they're meant to. And like you see it with dating. It's like the big question with dating is Tinder better. Is it like helping the dating world to make connections or is it really like numbing them to Mm -hmm. dating connections? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I it's hard to step back and look at it like that. I think in history, we've always kind of evolved in different ways. And there's always been new problems that arise because of that evolution. And I'm on the other, I feel like I'm on the other side of that, where I have too many ideas, I have too many talents that I feel frustrated that I can't execute them all as much as I want to. So I become overwhelmed where I have too much on my plate. Whereas I don't know what it feels like to be overwhelmed of not having enough on my plate. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that makes sense. Hmm. I think everybody has their own, their own battles that they're working with. So understanding that like what you're doing is enough in a sense, and then just chipping away at the things that you want to get done is the key balance. And I'm more talking to myself than anybody else. (laughs) Because I've been having to like hammer this into my head this past two weeks. I don't know what it is, but maybe a shift in topic for the last little bit. So um, yesterday, I'm just thinking of a personal story. Uh, Yesterday was the off day for having sex because, you know, I kind of do it on a cycle. uh, Oh, my God. You have an off day? Lucky you. (laughs) No, I want them to be all on days. But with, you know, his work and his stress levels, Uh it's not always like ideal. And I also get that uh, for a lot of people, you know, you can't always perform your best every single time. And me included, like sometimes, you know, I don't want to give the Gluck Gluck 9000 or whatever the fuck it's called. I just want to have like a slower session. So anyway, it was an off day, but my body was telling me it was an on. So I pulled up some porn and, you know, he was sitting in the bed and he usually doesn't like 
look at what I watch, which is fine. But this time I was looking at some different things that aren't your traditional, like, uh, babe porn or even lesbian porn. Um, and so I was like, you know, don't look at me. Like, I just want to have my like tidbits of time where I can just watch whatever the fuck I want. And so he was like, well, what are you watching? Like now I'm kind of intrigued. And so my, I think little kink or the thing I like to watch on porn is older guys eating out, you know, young girls, like over the age of 18, of course, but wow, young that, women. Dude, that's so like vanilla for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's vanilla for me as well. But to him, that was something that like was kind of strange. a little taboo. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I love it because I, every time you search it, they always eat better like on the videos that I find and they always are so excited to eat because I'm assuming it's like something new and young and like whatever the fuck. So I always know like I'm going to hit the gold when I search for that title. So maybe what's some of your titles you well, search for? And I'm kind of getting in your head. I think psychologically there might be part of you that enjoys feeling like worshiped and desired like that because the older guy is probably emitting that sort of frequency to like young pussy and being a female, we get turned on more in our heads than we do physically. So I think mm -hmm. watching porn that's slow and sensual, that's going to really set the tone and give you that foreplay in your brain that you need in order to reach orgasm where men as, are kind of the opposite. But for me, <laughs> how, do I, how do I sugarcoat this? I... I mean, I am a Scorpio. I'm not just going to slap that label on me, but I need something that's so off the wall that just makes me feel so funky inside. Like whatever feeling you get when you watch that kind of porn, like I need that times like a thousand. So my typical go-to is any hardcore gangbang. I just love the idea of a woman getting pleasured by so many penises. And I feel like it's something I may never get to experience. So it's something I experience through porn. And then another really interesting go-to for me is gay porn. I don't know what it is oh. about watching gay porn for me, but I love it. Huh. <laughs> No, I've tried gay porn, but that like I've tried it a couple times and that hasn't been something that has gotten me going. But I have also tried tentacle porn and I have to say Ooh. I did finish from that. And I did see that you had like tentacle dildos and I thought that was so funny, like obvious but so <laughs> cool. But I it just brought me back to that one video and I was like, hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've never and you know, I sell sex toys at thehornystoner.com and I have watched some of the um, like anime porn, like the cartoon tentacle porn, which I think is really yeah. cool too. Sometimes it gets really weird, but I love weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, the the real life one was not my cup of tea. I found it through like the hentai, and it was this one specific video uh, that I watched probably for like a week straight. <laughs> but I mean, it did the trick, and I think I mean for me, it was because you know the sensuality of. Of course, you know, a bunch of different objects, a bunch of different, in this case, tentacles, you know, yeah. touching you and the sucking and like the pleasure and the noises, like the combination mm. was just magnifique. So you'll have to try it sometime. I'll see if I can find it. Don't you love when you find a porno and it's like you bookmark it and every time oh, yeah. you watch it, it makes you come like there's something so special about that. <laughs> 
Yeah, when I was in Spain and, you know, I had no access to dick for long periods of time, I think I had at least 30 tabs that I kept open. So, and they transferred to my new phone. I was so worried. I was like, oh my God, I'll have to type it in like word, like letter by letter, but no, it transferred over. So that's the one benefit of Apple. I have another fantasy, which on my tabs that I have saved, I have a lot of these, but I love massage porn. I think it goes back to that sensuality and taking things slow that women enjoy. And there's something about like, it can be, Uh, two women or a guy and a girl or whatever in between, but something about like a body being completely oiled up and just taking your time. And when the guy is like touching around her pussy and in my head, I am like begging him his (laughs) fingers inside her and he just won't touch it, you know? And then he like spreads open her ass and he's just like barely gracing his thumb on her butthole. And I'm like, just fuck me. I don't know what it good is. Thing, good thing today is an on day because after, I mean, I have to have the full day of work still ahead of me. But after this, I'm going to be like waiting for him with the door open, like legs splayed for the neighbors to see like, let's go. Yeah, that is me. Just like the angry girl that you come home to with her <laughs> legs open, like get over here. <laughs> Yeah, and my pole is still down too because um, my friend had jumped on it. And so, you know, it shifted. And then we had to find like the right type of wrench to get it put back up. So it's still not up yet. And so I'm so sad because, you know, tonight would have been great to have like the whole facade come together. But alas, we'll have to, yeah, it'll have to come up another time. I would literally go on Craigslist and be like, someone come put my fucking pole up, please. (laughs) Yeah. Anyone, please come put my pole up. <laughs> yeah, which is like the worst way, or maybe the best way to advertise getting kidnapped or something. Oh, I know you're absolutely. <laughs> which here, Craigslist politics. If you go into the political section, I think under community, that's where a lot of people are putting a little bit more of the kinky stuff. But I know Craigslist had cleaned up their act a couple years ago because before right. you would go under some type of like section, and it would just be like. 30 year old looking to get gang banged by like 50 dicks or, you know, just absolute wild. Yeah. I unfortunately never experienced that, but it's probably for the best. (laughs) I know. Right. Like I often think, is there a reason why I'm in a good relationship with a man who eats well enough that I stay well, like he eats great, but you know, you know, on this level of settle down. And I think it's funny because you also said, you know, you've been in, what is it, a 10 year relationship Mm -hmm. throughout this whole process. And so I think that's really awesome meeting another, uh, you know, entrepreneur or somebody who's also very into her sexuality, but has a long term partner and makes it work. Yeah. And I think we mentioned we kind of talk more about that on on my podcast. So I'm excited to kind of spill the tea a little bit because most people don't even know I'm in a relationship because it's not my brand. (laughs) Yeah, I tried to look for him low key. I was like, well, I wasn't going to put a ton of time in. He <laughs> doesn't have the patience for it. But, you know, I kind of scrolled a couple times yeah. and I was like, you know what? She, It's not her brand. Yeah. So we'll hop over to your call. Okay. And then even afterwards, like, I think I want to talk to you about like e commerce or like mentorship or something. Yes, I, I, but, let's do it. I'm excited to get your feet back on the internet again. 
feedback yeah literally <laughs> all right well thank you guys for watching and thank you so much for being a guest on the show we'll we'll do it more yes often. i'm so happy to be here and thanks for having me